Welcome to Group Quest, the new roundtable podcast from all things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. Join Medros as he gathers a strong group of voices from around the community to tackle the hottest topics of the month. And now, your host, Medros. And welcome to another exciting and thrilling Group Quest podcast. I'm your host, Medros, and I have a, a fairly decent group of people here, uh, some pretty knowledgeable voices, and uh, hopefully we'll have some great conversation about uh, this game that we all love. Let me first introduce the newest person to the the call and the person who's never been on Group Quest before. We have Ulix of Rarcast, I, I believe. How you doing? Hello. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing great. Now that we're actually getting going, um, we also have uh, Chris Blatt. How you doing, Chris Blatt? Spider Pride. <laughs> okay, that's random. Not surprising, but. Random. Uh, we also have Stormy. How you doing, Stormy? I'm doing better than yesterday, at least. <laughs> Improvement is always nice to see. We also have Mr. Lou. How you doing, Lou? Hello, chat room. I'm good. How about you? I'm not. I'm sorry, my name's not chat room. But thanks anyway. And uh, we also have Haster. How you doing, Haster? Howdy, y'all. Uh, I know that the Spider Pride reference it harkens back to this. Uh, was it the Burning Legion chat room, the coffee with Sargeras thing? So I think I know that's where it's from. But other than that, it's a little bit cold outside. But I guess compared to, say, Canada, Texas's weather is perfectly fine. I would be in shorts and a T-shirt there. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's maybe 40-ish outside. So it's at that point where people are starting to stock up on beans and rice and not having to go outside for any recent kind of necessities at the grocery store. Well, I, I, I will I'll, I'll not make my usual comments about weather. And, yeah. Anyways, uh, so we have a great, uh, a great show for you today, guys. Uh, we have a fair few topics to talk about. Uh, and uh, first I want to... Uh, Make sure people who are listening to this uh, in the in the live in the downloaded episode do check out Don the, the DonForge.com and DonForgeLive.com. Those are uh, the, the the DonForge Live is where all of the live broadcasts, including all things Azeroth and Group Quest, will be happening from now on. And also the DonForge.com is where you can go if you're looking or interested in starting a show and want to join the DonForge Productions uh, family of podcasts. Um, so let's, uh, let's get on with the topics about World of Warcraft. Um, the first thing, I think the biggest thing this week is the PTR for 4.0.6. Um, any early comments on what we've seen there from there so far? I don't know the, I mean, I looked through the list and... I, I paid special attention to the Warlock section because that's that's my bread and butter. I play a Warlock as a Raider and my main. And they some of the changes I agree with, others are 
taking away the abilities that warlocks have to make them on par with all the other DPS classes, like reducing the range of the uh, the searing fire AOE, so that you can't, so that you're reduced in the amount of damage you can do at a specific range, as compared to a mage or shadow priest or other classes. Wait, your warlock doesn't melee? No. Well, I, I am demonology, so I get the mobile uh, AoE, so that that works in my favor, but still reducing it for warlocks reduces the warlock's usefulness in the raid. Okay, so the warlock in that last pug that was telling me I had to learn how to play, and he was hitting the boss with his staff. I guess he wasn't a shining example then. Um, he would be on that lowest 1% of DPSers. Lowest 1%? Are you yes. sure? You might have well, your numbers if, mixed up there. If if you are hitting the boss with your staff, you're failing as a clothy. I mean, unless he just had absolutely no mana left, and it was a fight like the uh, General Vezix, where you don't gain any mana back, I could see that, but still, hitting a boss with a staff is a bad idea. Maybe his main was an enhancement shaman. I don't know. (laughs) One of the changes that I thought was pretty neat for the PTR was that they're setting it up so that 85s will be able to pick any normal dungeon when they queue up if they're queuing for a specific dungeon, which is going to make it a lot easier for any guild that wants to go through and get the guild achievements. Like, say, for example, an alliance guild that wants to do Ragefire Chasm or a horde guild that wants to do stocks, they won't have to fight their way through the city to get into that instance. I'm where going the, to... the hardest... Except, Splat, doesn't it say that the random dungeon will not add these lower-level dungeons into the rotation? For randoms, well, yes, but for not, randoms. For, not for like choosing a specific dungeon. Ah. Yeah, so if I want a random, I'm not going to end up having an 85 end up in stocks and wonder what the heck is going on. I'll only end up in stocks if I specifically request it. Okay, I'm so going to disagree with you there. Uh, a, a group of me and a couple other guildies went around all the, dungeon, all the uh, vanilla dungeons this week while the raiding group was going in and working on raids. And we just tossed all of the dungeons in, like, two or three days. Now, we kept running into the five instances per hour limit. So if you're an 85 and you go in with an 85 group, you're going to hit that five instances per hour limit very quickly. Second of all, if you're able to fly in at Old World Azeroth, it's... Even with the new guards that are in place, you can easily get into Rage Fire Chasm or the Stockades. You just have to plan how you're going to fly in. Other than that, I mean, we did uh, we did the Hellfire Citadel, all all three instances in about maybe 20 minutes, and we actually had the raiders bitching at us. Uh, pardon my expression, complaining at us to not be spamming their their guild chat as much with all the 
achievement unlocked for the guilds. So, so they get... were upset with you getting stuff for the guild? Yes, they were upset with the fact that we were getting it and they weren't, and they were getting this achievement spam in their chat log and on their screen. Sounds like someone was doing a little too much QQing to me. Yeah, we we turned it. We pointed out that when they get uh, fit, when they get a big achievement like a twenty-five man achievement, it it spams our screen even more. So, just taking these little ones at a time is not as bad. So, do you guys think that this will? be a benefit to players or do you think that it won't really matter because personally if i wanted to go through the lower level dungeons i would be more apt to do it if i don't have to fly out or or ride out to wherever the dungeon is i think it'll be a benefit for players especially for as uh brazia priest is pointing out in the tarim it's another quick way to run low level friends through dungeons but conversely like even the, even what is it, uh, dead mines? If if you have a significantly powered group, you could chain that over and over again and hit that five instances per hour limit very quickly. Okay, Hasser, how many people are actually going to run five instances in a row? <laughs> um, you'd be surprised. Gersplat, how many? How many sane people? How many times? How many dungeons in a row have you done in the guild? I start to feel myself slipping as a tank after about four instances in a row where I start missing mobs that have been added in. And then the, the level 11 that I'm running through dead mines starts to die more often. So then would you agree with Lou then? That... How many they, they both? So, so doing it at level, yes, you won't hit the limit. But if you're max level going into dead mines, you're going to plow through that really quickly, ignore all the mechanics, and just go ahead and go straight for the end kill because you can. Where I've really hit the limit was farming. Um, back when I was leveling my enchanting, I farmed Scarlet Monastery, particularly the cathedral. And I hit that limit really, really fast. It's so easy to do. Well, I know the monastery is designed with all four of those wings as one shared lockout, and you can actually have one person in each wing clearing each sub-wing. As long as there's four people in the instance, you get credit for the other wings at the same time. So you could technically have five guildies clearing out basically each wing, one, each, one person each wing, and you get credit for the whole dungeon. Correct. We we That's did that good. in Scarlet Monastery in uh, Dire Mall. Intriguing. I, I wonder how many I wonder how many guilds are uh, abusing that feature. Uh, I would guess not that many because the people who are motivated to go out and cross off every achievement are the people who are also either doing competitive PvP or competitive. Uh, rating, so they're not really focusing as much, or they'll pick them up as as new alts or new guildies are leveling through that area. That and that's not really much of an exploit. I mean, if if you're level eighty to eighty five, you can do 
Scarlet Monastery so fast as it is, that saying, okay, well, I have to run through this and finish this in the same time it takes me to walk to the end boss, or I have to do it three times, it, it's not really that much of a difference time-wise. Okay. Any other commentary or any other, any other thoughts on that? All right. I assume that's a no since I hear no, nobody else. What do you guys think of some of the overall class changes? Like, for your main class, what would you say is the the change that you think will impact you the most? Without a doubt, the biggest change so far has got to be the duration of levitate being increased from two minutes to ten minutes. That'll it's game-changing. Nice. Game-changing. I'm rebuilding yeah, my priest. <laughs> yeah. In terms of priest, I think it's quite... I'm quite intrigued with what they're doing with discipline. With the, they're increasing the mana cost for powered shield by thirty-one percent, but increasing its a its its powerfulness, if that's a word, by two hundred and eight percent. Because at the moment shields are just, I think it's ten thousand damage my my priest is absorbing with shield, which is nothing when you're hitting eighty-five heroics. Oh no, no, I, that's that's a quarter of a hit if if you're lucky. That, that's a light light hit. <laughs> yeah, the only reason you're using Power Word Shield at the moment is for, for Rapture procs to get the mana back. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Anybody else have any thoughts on their classes? Or on yeah, their apparently apparently mine's perfect. And, and what class would that be? Shaman. <laughs> All right. Uh, Seriously, I, I'm, looking, I'm looking through the, show, through the notes, through the patch notes here. There's... There's nothing changing about a shaman. The only thing that we come close is the dwarven racial trait stone form now reduces all damage taken by 10% rather than increasing the armor by 10%. Or perhaps you're so broken they need a special patch just for you. Mm-hmm. I did like how they took the drain mana spell entirely out of the game for warlocks. So the burning mana becomes the sole responsibility of the shadow priests. It's just one thing I ha I can do less in the game. And also the uh, redu reduction in the uh, dark flight for wargans down to two minutes from three makes it a bit more balanced with all the other racial abilities, at least in my opinion. Plus it's not on a global cooldown anymore either. Right. All right. Uh, any other class changes or any other commentary on on class related stuff through this uh, this PTR? I mean, admittedly, this is a PTR, so again, things can change any time between now and when the uh, PT when the patch goes live. But any other comments on specific class changes? I continue to question the authenticity of these notes when I don't see a paladin nerf. There was a paladin nerf. I'm, there's lots of paladin stuff, so there's got to be a nerf in there somewhere. Inquisition. Oh no, wait, that's a buff. No, only it, buffs. It, that's so they, uh, I found they've it. Increased the mana cost of blessing of kings. I, I found a nerf. Uh, Divine plea now lasts for nine seconds, down from fifteen. It grants four percent per tick instead of two percent, so it's a reduction overall. Damn you, ghost crawler! Yay! I still want my pony, by the way. No ponies. No moose. No mooses. 
And yet, even if they nerf paladins with every single patch, I still want a gnome paladin. Okay, Maul, it's just for you. I'll talk about hunters. Hunters stink. End of story. See, uh, we actually had a conversation about this in in the uh, in the guild before uh, before the show today. And uh, Chris, give me your thoughts on on hunters. Okay, um, as someone who has done reading on a hunter. I will say that there are some really exceptional hunters out there who know their stuff, who can CC, can jump shot, know their class so well that they can even off-tank in many situations. There's a lot of hunters out there that are like this. The majority of them are idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, I know all all my rating friends that are hunters, they are good ones. And that's why if I'm ever... Like the one time I had to go and find another hunter to replace the hunter when we were in ICC, um, before Cata, of course. Um, I asked one of my friends, and he's really good at doing all that. And they were very glad that I brought him in. <laughs> they were very thankful. Okay, okay. Here, here's uh, for Mollets. Here's here's the true, the true opinion. Hunters have had a lot of good stuff come into this patch. A lot of good things that have cooled down or a lot of things that have been decreased or increased to benefit them. It's not the class itself that stinks, Wallets. It's the people that play it. it it's that it's the typical it. hunter you encounter in the world. And that's not even to say that all hunters are like that, because, like I said, there's a very sizable number of hunters that are really good and know their stuff. There are also hunters that will roll on uh, weapons that have procs only when you're doing melee and then equip them and raid with them. And there's hunters that will roll need on gear with intellect even now. But they don't need intellect. That doesn't mean they're not going to roll on it. It's called hunter loots. All loot is hunter loot. Did anybody yeah, else take it? No. I want it now. Yeah. Even <laughs> when somebody else takes it. Someone went to the Bergwin School of Hunting one too many times. So, moving along from, from the topic of hunters and how bad someone can be, are you, <laughs> are you guys a bit surprised that there was absolutely no uh, Tolborad fixes other than to quests? No. Uh any fixes oh, they do are probably going to take a while. Um, I'd imagine they're... that would... Sorry, Spike, go ahead. I talk enough, you go first. I was going to say, I would imagine that those will come in 4.2 or 4.3. You, you really think they would last It would last that long before they'd actually put fixes in to try and solve the problem until we're at? I mean, it's a fairly big problem. It's a huge part of their launched content. Has, has anyone from Blizzard actually come out and said that there's a problem? Yes, they, they said they were uh, working on the fix for the the bridge glitch. What was it? The 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 laughing skeleton guy. I forget what is Zarhem. Zarhem. I I remember seeing a a post saying that they're looking at ways to to adjust the the back and forth in terms of making it viable okay. for either side to win. I I found the blue tracker post. 
All make right. it easier for both sides to equally win or lose. And at the same time, I think they said that they were going to entirely take the bridge out. So it would not allow people to get in, to sneak in for that last uh, boost of of honor. Okay, Can you as... on the bridge? No, apparently not. You move your ray group in, you pull your ray group back. <laughs> According to, to Zerum, as of yesterday at 9.17.22 p.m., it says, we do have some balance adjustments. We'll be making the Tolbarad gameplay in patch 4.0.6, though they, haven't just have, they just haven't been listed in the patch notes as of yet. So I'm wrong. There, I admitted it on the air. All right, so, the, so they they're saying there ha, there are fixes coming, but there's not in the patch notes. Are we going to see those before? Probably not. Like sometime before we get Dance Studios. Roll a D hundred. If it's above fifty, yes. Otherwise, no. Yeah, um, I'm hoping that Blizzard will at some point actually acknowledge that there is an issue beyond yeah we have some fixes coming they'll come eventually because honestly i know a lot of people a lot of people not only matt mccurley of, of wow and sadder but a lot of other people who are very frustrated with toll brad and how horrible it is to play right now you um, mean low brad low brad get it right okay, okay. i thought it was t bad that too but I noticed how Blizzard was shocked, shocked and appalled that any realms would, once they put in that temporary fix, I'm using air quotes when I say fix, of giving huge amounts of honor to whichever side is attacking, that any realm, when they got this, would then start to do win trading. Absolutely I don't understand shocking. how that could have happened ever. Absolutely uh, I'm just... a shocking shock. Oh, it's not. all about reward for. It's all about risk versus reward. If it if it's more in uh, effective for the person for the for you to lose it now so you can gain it back later, then why shouldn't you go ahead and do that? Yeah, but that's incentivizing losing, which kind of takes the the competition out of it if people are just sitting back and waiting to lose just so they can get more honor next time it goes up yeah it's not cool to lose people yeah granted i don't pvp much but when i do i pvp for the thrill of it for the competition of it not just to rack up honor points and that's basically what they did with that fix yeah, i don't even much. know how that got past the development team I blame Bobby Kotick. Me too. I don't think he's got enough of a hand in this for him to be at fault for it, to be very honest. Isn't it too easy to blame Bobby Kotick for everything, though? Like, really? I blame Deathwing. Well, you need someone to blame, and Deathwing's not exactly around at the moment, so... Oh, yes, he is. He's visiting all over the continent. Therefore, he's not there. Next thing you're going to be telling me Santa Claus isn't real either. <laughs> See, there's the Easter Bunny. What's your point? 
Liar. <laughs> you take that back. Sorry, Splat. Like Tooth Fairy's fake tooth. From. Tooth Fairy's fake tooth. Sorry. Tooth Fairy's not fake. He gave me a quarter. So is an honest politician, but that's a whole different matter. Well, if you're going to talk about honest <laughs> politicians, now you're just making stuff up. <laughs> so we you guys think that we, do you guys think that we will see in 4.1 perhaps some some attempts to fix Tolborad or do you actually think we'll see them in 4.0.6 I think we'll see some in 4.06 I mean they came out and said they're going to have some in there what they are don't know I think I think the fixes won't be enough the community will QQ more and there will be more fixes. I, I'd like to remind you, Lou, that they also said that Rathalichin would have dance studios. Where's my dance they'll, studio? They'll come. They're coming. They were on the I box. a dancing pony at this point. They, they were on the box. They have to come. Don't uh -huh. ruin my... I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing at all with that opinion, but it, it's an opinion. I think they're going to do some work on it. I mean, they did progressively make changes to Wintergrasp, and at the end of Wrath, I think it was pretty fun to play. Uh, but we're just at the beginning of Cataclysm, and they decided on new mechanics. Hopefully they have realized how bad this is, and we're going to start seeing them move in different directions to try to feel out how to fix it. Whether or not they make it better, that's anyone's guess. If yeah, Wizards would realize how bad things were, they would have gotten rid of gnomes a long time ago. No. Hey. And but, but kind of on that same topic, they introduced Strand of the Ancients. What was it? Middle. Uh, what with the Ulduar patch, as I recall, and yeah. even even in this PTR patch, we're seeing some Strand of the Ancients changes. That looking at it, it's actually a uh, good idea for some of these changes that I've kind of wondered about because I've been a very casual player in the battlegrounds, but it actually makes sense for some of these changes. Okay. All right. Well, let's, uh, let, let's just move on a little bit from the, uh, the patch notes because we really, we, we're talking about possible changes. Some of these may change greatly between now and then. And there's been a, even been some updates to those uh, changes since, or to, to those patch notes since they actually came out. Now, I see here that I, I believe it was Kirsch Platt put in this uh, this one here about the edu educational potential of class-based achievements. Am I right in my guess there, Platt? Yep, that was me. But why don't we talk a little and bit about this, that for you then? Well, this is something that they have in other games, like some of the achievements in Team Fortress 2 don't play, but I enjoy watching the videos that are on YouTube that are recording it. Where getting these achievements in Team Fortress 2 means you have to know how to play your class. You're going to be using abilities that are specific to your class. Like, for example, using the rocket launcher to jump into the air and killing a couple things before you land. If Blizzard added achievements for class-specific things, like I believe in the example here, let me go through this, uh, interrupting a thousand spells as a rogue, use anti-magic shell to absorb one million damage, replenish 150,000 points of other players' mana with innervate, etc. 
if you have those things in there, then people who read the achievements but perhaps don't play their classes very well will see, oh, so this is something that I should be going for. Now, whether or not this works, I think this is a cool idea. They just have to make sure that they even things out so that I don't know exactly how they balance it, but so that the achievements are about equal and you don't have someone picking a class because they can get more achievement points because a number is good and a higher number is better. So, so these achievements would become the new gear score then? To a point, but they'd show, okay, well, if you did this, then you're more likely to know how to play versus, okay, well, if you did this, then somebody carried you through content. So, so probably like three achievements, an easy achievement to do if you're under... If you understand your class, a medium achievement and a a challenging achievement that 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 each class gets as a easy, medium, hard that teach you different aspects of the class. Obviously, for the Uber hybrids, you'd probably have one achievement be in one talent tree, another in the middle, and the second and the hardest in the one that they'd ideally like you to play. So what's what's going to stop there from being a service out there that will get these achievements for you, much like there's a leveling service? Or what happens if I ask a guildie, hey, help me with these achievements? What but exactly going, am I learning then? Going into the game there's... and learning that aspect is different than, say, going out and paying someone to do it for you. Yes, it will be a tool to help you identify players who are very new at the game and don't really understand their class mechanics. But at the same time, you'll also be able to use it in terms of their performance to kind of get an idea, oh, they're new, but they're doing this well. Hmm, maybe we should pick them up as a, a guildy. Someone in the comments on this article actually has a good point. It's a good idea, but certain achievement, but the achievements will force people into a certain role. Blizzard will literally force people into a certain role then. What if they had the achievements not for each class, but for each spec? But then you're so, forcing each person into a, into a specific spec instead of allowing no, them well, to play what they no, want. No, not, not, not even. If, if you, let's take Paladins, for example. Paladins can uh, melee, they can heal, and they can tank. So if you're a prospect paladin, you'd have the set of three achievements. If you are a DPS paladin, you'd have a set of three achievements. If you are a healer, you'd have a different set of three achievements. For the non-hybrid classes, uh, like say, for example, a rogue, granted I don't play a rogue, so I don't know exactly how this would be done, but they could have achievements that specifically cover the abilities that they Splat. give to each of those. Instead of having yes. these Instead of having these achievements, why not just bring the class the class class quests back then? Well, they do have class quests, but the quests aren't available to be seen by other people when you're inspecting them or trying to evaluate are but they why, going to be good. But when why you should get we have to inspect the class quests? Exactly, you get the achievement with the class instead of just saying that's an awesome idea. Them. Instead of saying complete these achievements or get these achievements, say here's the class quest. You get an achievement when you complete that quest. Yeah, that would work. It combines that, both. That it combines work. both. You also have a nice weapon or piece of armor along with that class quest. 
It's a million dollar idea. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there were some parts of the quest where, for example, you had to kill a certain high level elite mob, and if anyone helped you, a whole bunch of other things spawned and pretty much killed you outright. So you had to solo it. You couldn't be carried through it. What quest was this? There's a few mobs. Um, I'm trying to remember the names. There was one that was going around uh, somewhere outside of Black Rock Mountain where he was disguised as a human, but if you moused over oh, him, you... he was a demon. Are you talking about the, the original level 60 epic hunter quest to get the rock Dilla longbow? There, there's that, and there was one for priests as well, and I think there's one for each class. But there yeah. were certain mobs where you had to solo them, and if you had someone helping you, they spawned a bunch of other things that were pretty much able to take you out. Yeah, I remember, I remember seeing somebody do that when I was level uh, 75-ish, and I was riding for some reason through Burning Steps, doing because there's the one in there, Burning Steps. And I actually killed all of the ads it summoned. <laughs> so the person didn't actually lose because I healed them. Okay, how come I don't remember any of these quests then? I because they were kind of capstone. They were capstone level quests. So that unless you were very deep into the uh, vanilla raiding scene, you wouldn't uh, well, be able to see that. Yeah, that's why I, pl I started playing about a month and a week before Burning Crusade came out. Yeah, that, that's why you so. Yeah, all, that all the sense. stuff I know about Vanilla I learned from Wildpedia. Yeah, that's, that's the way I've been. I came in with with Blood Elves and Dre and I being there. and. Well, I guess the one thing that I enjoyed is a couple, couple weeks before Cataclysm came out, I decided to get onto it and actually go farm the entire dungeon set one, all the vanilla dungeons, and go through all the experiences. And there were some really interesting fights and mechanics that were very, very restricted and not really pointed out anywhere in the dungeon set two upgrades. Hmm. Yeah, see, I've never raided either, so that's... There you go. The, the, the early quests, the original quests, were very fun. I, I fully admit that. Uh, it was a lot of fun to try and, you know, figure out how to do everything just right and um, what the best way of, of making everything make sense. Um, but I, I don't know if those kind of quests would work anymore even with the current version of the game that we have. Because, honestly, my priest, who started out with 4.0.3 as a level 50, he got through level 50 to 60 very, very quickly. Um, a couple of zones, and he was done, pretty much. Well, they've also retooled leveling for 1 to 60, so that you can get through very fast. Every time Blizzard adds additional levels on with an expansion, they understand that it's going to be a longer grind unless they nerf it somewhere. So that's why we constantly see them lowering experience requirements for things like an Outland or basically just retooling the quest like they did with Cataclysm. Or sneaking higher-powered quest rewards in 
so that you can kill them quicker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there's group quests that I've never done in a group because now the gear they give you just from the quest rewards is so great that you don't need someone with you to kill that elite anymore. Yeah. So what do you guys think is the likelihood of class-based or account-based even achievements? Not very likely. It's a nice idea, but I, I think they have a significant backlog of items that they really should and want to implement first. Okay. I got to agree with that. Yeah, I'm well, with you on that. It's not even so much that. I, don't, I think you include the, the achievements, you're going to lose a lot of casual players. Why do you think that is? Because people don't want to waste their time trying to actually learn something. I mean, come on, the average American's t attention span isn't that long. Okay, but the majority of players aren't American. You're lying to me. No, the majority <laughs> of players are Chinese. Well, they're too busy selling gold. <laughs> no, they're not. They're, they're too they're busy farming playing the game. gold. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're, they're the ones that are farming the gold. My fault. They're too busy looking at the elbows of their undead characters saying, wait a minute. Yeah, that's too. I'm sticking out here. No, because yeah. they, they wouldn't know any better. They they wouldn't know any different because they're they're undead undead players who never had you know bones sticking out. They're just very pale humans. Though I really have to wonder if there really are Chinese gold farmers playing on U.S. servers, how can they get away with having the game installed on their computers that actually has all of the bad stuff that we're not, they're not supposed to be able to see? There's a question for you. Ancient Chinese secret. Uh-huh. <laughs> Apparently. So... They just do SSH tunneling, so it looks like they're coming from another IP address. I said it was an ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> okay, so, Chris Blatt, you just proved how big of a nerd you are. Congratulations. Yes. Well, that came well, up like... in a guild chat today about how could we reduce our latency to our to the server, and it's like... I, I looked at it, looked at what the the service was claiming that they could do for me, and unless they shaved off about 50% of my latency, I was already going to be faster than what they could provide. Hmm. Pretty significant. This sort, of, this sort of segues into another topic that we have in our notes, doesn't it? I think it actually does, yes. How coincidental is that, eh? So, Chris Black, why don't you why don't you bring us along to that next topic? Okay. Well, apparently, and this is from a post of the Lawbringer by Matthew McCurley. He was having some massive lag, so he went to support forums, found out a whole bunch of other people were having lag with various ISPs, and the initial cause that was put out was that Blizzard had changed how the packets in its network get moved around. That caused a bunch of problems, but interestingly enough, there were people who were using SSH tunneling, which is part of why I brought it up. Um, and when they use SSH tunneling, their lag went away. It forced the packets to be moved in a different way. Um, we should probably just have this link in the show notes for people to read because it does get a little geeky, but basically it just 
changes how the packets move a little bit, and the people at Blizzard weren't quite sure why these changes were making things go faster, at least in the blue posts, they weren't quite sure. But it was interesting that something like SSH, which tends to slow networks down, was actually reducing their latency. Hmm. All right. And, um, you know, you you know about SSH channeling and, and all that a fair bit, Chris, but what would you say is the the possible reason behind that, if you were to guess? If I were to guess, it, the, the two possibilities would be, first of all, SSH tunneling tends to give your packets, your data stream, a higher priority. Uh, there's a lot of networks that say, oh, well, this is tunnel traffic. It, if it's tunnel traffic, it's usually more important, so let's send those out first. The other is the packets themselves tend to be a little bit smaller. Uh, just basically, That's just how it, it writes the bits. It just makes all the little individual bits of information it's sending down the pipe small chunks. So it might just be, well, it's easier to digest this because there's less to chew, if I can use it, an eating analogy. Okay. And and do you, do you think this is a, a widespread possibility for use, or is this more of a limited use case? For solving I, lag issues, I mean. I don't think it'd be a good idea for it to be widespread. Just Even though SSH tunneling does tend to make things more secure in a lot of regards, you have to usually pay extra for it if you want good SSH tunneling. So I don't see a whole lot of people paying an extra amount of money on top of their WoW subscription just so they can raid without latency. We've got people who still refuse to pay a couple bucks for an authenticator. So yeah, I looked at it and it was an extra two fifty a month, two dollars and fifty cents a month, to get this special SSH tunnel. And I looked at it and, I mean, I'm sub uh, two hundred typically on my latency. So, and I looked at what they would say, what they would be able to give me, and it was, I was only getting a thirty. 30 millisecond reduction so it was absolutely not worthless for me obviously when we had the giant uh data spikes like when we decide to pull all the trash directly in front of syndragosa people will still fall offline because of the data stream coming across but it's not as bad for me okay but overall i mean there's been tests to see what the overall amount of data usage of a of a World of Warcraft is, and and they've found that it's not that high, right? Right. Well, a lot of the renderings done on your computer, so your computer just needs to send the information of okay, this character is standing in this spot and facing this direction. They just press this button. It doesn't have to send all the graphics back and forth. So it's surprisingly little traffic for a game as advanced as it is. Okay. Now for. For the game, as we know it, um, do you think that the results of this SSH tunneling will change how Blizzard uh, programs the transfer of their data in the future to maybe try to avoid some of the deep packet inspection and stuff that uh, ISPs are doing to try and throttle bandwidth connections? Uh Personally, I, I don't think so. I think it's going to be used much in the same manner 
Obviously, as new methodologies for network programming come online, people will start using them and seeing an improvement. And we'll probably see that kind of update when we see a significant update to the to the game itself. Like when they introduce the uh, the the red, yellow, green patcher methodology, where you could play as in while it was still red pat while it was still yellow patching, but there was a lot of game content missing. You could play when it was green patching, but there would be little bits and pieces that you would still not have that probably wouldn't cause you that much problem. Okay. All right, let's move on to the next one here. This is a, a, a blue post uh, from... Let's see here from as soon as I can scroll down and see. The original post is from Zarhim. Um, somebody's asking if they are um, secretly nerfing heroic dungeons. Um, oh, heroics are easier, therefore, they must have been nerfed. Or we just have better gear, or we learned how to play them, or any or number the other of possibilities. In your group are actually learning how to play, and you found. A Perhaps you found a tank that knows how to mark things. Yeah, I, I actually did my first Kata dungeon uh, this afternoon, early this afternoon. Um, the tank marked nothing, asked for no CC, got no CC, and we wiped twice. And but we did get one boss down, so I have now officially killed a boss in Cataclysm. Aren't I so happy? And your and your verdict. My verdict is that I had a really bad tank. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it uh, to Joem. Uh, I can't remember the realm he was on. But yeah, really bad tank. I'm sorry, but you, you need to learn how to mark and how to ask for marks if you can't mark. Um, because And ask for things to be locked down? Well, yeah, like we, we had a hunter who was pulling threat constantly um, and the, the, the tank said, said, and did nothing about it. Um, and it was just, it was a very poorly run dungeon. Um, if I wasn't, uh, trying to avoid like the plague, the idea of tanking and cataclysm, I would have, uh, changed my spec to, to prot and, uh, took taken over. But, um, as I'm trying to avoid that, I decided to just leave it. I was I was not expecting the group to run very long. I didn't even think we'd get a boss down. So, um, in that sense of of gameplay, I'm I'm happy with how it went. Uh, I do kind of wish that uh, it had succeeded and and actually downed all of the bosses. But you can't always get what you want in life, right? So, is there any heroics that you guys haven't haven't completed yet, due to difficulty or anything else? I I haven't done any heroics in Cataclysm myself. None um, of them. I'm... I'm still not completed for the Grimbatol heroic. Yeah, and, I'm the same as you. I and even after banging our heads on the first two bosses for like three hours, the guild group that I was in just decided to give up because our because two of the members were being called up to the raid time. And in, yeah, Grimbatol was yeah. brutal. If people aren't following the mechanics, there's just too much damage going out that that healers can heal through at the current gear level. Everyone's kind of got to be on their game. 
the bottom line is healers are not yet geared enough to heal stupid. Exactly. By the end of the expansion, they will be, but they're not geared enough for it yet. <laughs> Here, here's my question then. Can anybody heal stupid? Yes. Obviously, you didn't see the uh, horrible, what was it, the three-person uh, killing of Patchwork at the end of BC, at the end of Wrath with the full Ice Crown gear. It was one healer, one tank, and a ranged DPS. I, I don't think you quite understand my question. Can anybody heal being those who are stupid? Like, no, can... it's a very specific spell. <laughs> Fortunately, it's available to every class. Not many spells are, but this is available to any class, any race. All you got to do is it's, it's a separate button in your action bar to remove them from the group. Here, yeah. here. I'll give you Both the simple answer. I'll give you the simple answer to that question, Medris. No. <laughs> Thanks, Lou, for giving me that cheerful opinion. <laughs> Meh. I try. So what do you guys think is the likelihood, likelihood first? That A, players will learn to actually play properly, or B, that Blizzard will eventually nerf things uh, so that people can play them and actually succeed? 50 and 100. Hybrid of both? I agree with Hester. It, they, they've already said that they are, they are looking at fine-tuning things, and... Some of those fine tunes can be seen as nerfs. Some of them can be seen as buffs. Some of them can be just seen as we're adjusting this. This game mechanic is going to be a little different than what it was before. But yeah, but like Zerum says, you can even see a, a bug fix as a nerf. Yes, exactly. Um, so, so yes, there are going to be nerfs that happen. Now, are they just going to say, okay, well, this is too hard, so we're going to make the numbers lower so it's easier for you to do? No, they're not going to do that. As they're slowly adjusting things to fine-tune them, players are going to learn to adjust. Now, granted, I haven't done any 85 normals, let alone heroics, but as I'm leveling up one of my many alts, I'm noticing even in the lower-level instances, if I'm marking things, because I'm mostly tanking right now, and I say, okay... Mage, please, sheep, square, rogue, sap, moon. They tend to do that. They are thrilled, usually, that, oh, I have this additional role to play that no one else in this party can do. Assuming I don't have a party that has, like, four mages in it, but that's another story entirely. <laughs> um, well, there's three mage parties. Yeah, yes, and, and I've been in many parties when I was leveling a healer that were four death knights and ramps and my priest. But that's besides the point. <laughs> um, so people who are leveling up are examining these crowd control options. And once these characters get up there to be doing endgame stuff, I think we're not going to be having the same difficulties that we see right now in endgame content of people not understanding how to crowd control at all. Or Mark, for that matter. So who do you guys think is to blame for the current state of dungeons? Uh, do you think it's Blizzard that needs to take responsibility for this, or the players for wanting it to be too easy? Deathwing. I, the, I blame Deathwing. Deathwing. Yeah, of course, Deathwing. I think it's just yeah, a case of course, Deathwing. <laughs> nope, Run I don't both. blame Deathwing. I blame both WoW and the community. I blame, blame both Blizzard and the community. The community well, the for... Is, 
On you go. The community for complaining up a storm and Blizzard for giving into those complaints. Okay, do you think if we do you think if they had never made some of those dungeons that were hard easier that the way we the way the games is right now would be different? Of course it would. I don't think it's anything that they've done in Cataclysm. I think the fact that they let the Wrath dungeons and the Wrath uh, get if you go run this dungeon, you get you can get go out and buy a gear that is on the same level as the people who are going out and raiding right now. Okay, so so then you think that uh, starting I think with for, Sunwell patch, they they started screwing up. I think starting with the Sunwell patch, when they gave us the the vendors on the aisle on the island that you could trade in badges that you got from Karazhan to go get the Sunwell lover level gear, made it so that oh, if I go do this easy thing or go kill off these regular heroic bosses that are very easy to do. I can go get gear that's on par with the Raiders. Hell, that's a great idea. Okay. Any any comments on or any thoughts on that, guys? As well, a casual no. player, I'm sorry. You go first. No, no, you go. I've got have I've interrupted people. <laughs> yes, but this is your first time on the show. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going. I was just going to say that uh, the other option that Blizzard have got is to make players run through all the old content at cap. To get to to get end end kind of level raiding gear for say, Wrath of, sorry Ice Ice Crown Citadel. I mean, if you just dang data at the end of Wrath of the Lich King, or a couple of couple of months beforehand, what would you rather be able to run heroics and get gear to go straight into ICC, or have to go through find the hassle of getting groups for Next Ramus, Eldar, TOC? So it's kind of a it's punishing to the player, I think, if you don't reward that kind of higher level gear. When it becomes outdated, if that okay. makes well, sense. Obviously, you'll have the raid rot of the previous raids that they've set up for the current uh, max level. Uh, once Ulduar came out, only the very casuals were in Naxxramas. Once T TOC came out, the only pe reason people went back into Ulduar was to get their their Mimiron heads. Once T once Ice Crown came out, the only reason people went back to TOC was to complete the insanity chest achievements. That and finally playing a raid where you couldn't get lost. <laughs> where the no no you could get lost once the floor broke out. All right. Um, let's move on to our next topic here. Um, and I will do that as soon as I can get, bring up my page here. What do you think Blizzard can do to fix the Dungeon Finder? Because, you know, people are getting really tired of 30 to 40 minute waits for their dungeons, causing some players to not even want to do heroics or five-man dungeons at all. Rule a tank or healer. <laughs> okay. I gotta yeah, say... For every tank and healer, you need three DPS. So people are more likely to roll DPS. DPS are easier to level by yourself. So it 
encourages you to level as DPS. And then when it comes time to do dungeons, oh, I don't have any DPS. I don't have any tank or healing gear. Hmm, I guess I'll roll it as DPS so I can get some gear and then I can switch over to being a tank or heals. Then once you get the gear, oh, you know, I think I'll stay as DPS because I enjoy this more. Astro, you and I have had different experiences in the random dungeon finder. What I tend to encounter, the reason why I'm tanking right now, I, I originally started off healing through dungeon finder and trying to level up that way. And what I encountered were people who said, oh, I want a faster queue. I am playing a class that can queue as a tank, so I will queue as a tank. Yes, I understand that I am a resto druid, but I'm going to queue as a tank anyway. I'm going to be wearing my cloth as I go in there in bear form. They won't notice. Well, maybe I won't pop bear form. Hmm. Yeah, I, as a warlock, I only have DPS and DPS. Oh, and hey, some more DPS. So, I mean, I've, I've sat through the 40, 40 to 45 minute queues, and it's gotten to the point where people on my realm are selling themselves for queuing to heroic for 500 gold. As soon as the heroic pops, they'll drop, and then they, and then you can sneak in a new tank from the top of the queue. So, I mean, I'm seeing it being gamed all over the place to the point where the only time I will actually run a, a five-man is when it starts as a partial guild group. Hmm. Do you... So what, what kind of solutions do you guys think are possible in this case? Well, in the posts that we have linked in our notes here, uh, they're discussing that th they're still trying to think of ideas, but one of the ones is trying to have the Dungeon Finder look at more information. Right now, it's mainly looking at your level, and it's looking at the item level of your gear. So there are certain instances you can't get in unless you have enough gear. And there are some people where what they do is then they buy gear that is certain item levels off the auction house. They just need to be able to equip it. Whether or not they actually have it equipped, it just needs to be in their bags so they can get into higher geared instances and get the higher gear, assuming that their undergeared butts are actually going to be able to do anything productive in there. Um, putting in requirements for saying, okay, well, you have to have this gear perhaps gemmed and enchanted, at least at certain levels they can put that requirement in. That's going to make the group that you are in, once you actually get into an instance, perhaps be a little more cohesive because you'll have people who are more likely to know what they're doing. It doesn't mean they will know what they're doing, but it does make it more likely. I don't know how Blizzard can really encourage more people to become tanks or healers other than them being able to have a shorter queue, which is what's going on now. They yeah. tried by... I'm sorry? No, I was going to say the, the problem I don't think is so much the higher levels. I queued up for dead mines and literally sat there at, at level, I think I was 17 at the time. I was level 17, queued up for, for Dead Mines, and literally sat there for an hour and a half, waiting for the queue to pop. 
Well, Nooks in the chat room says, brings up the idea about adding a, a fourth DPS to a, to a party. So you have six group members as opposed to five. And the problem there is then they'd have to retune all the instances. They're, they're, yeah. All, all, all the yeah. non-rating instances are geared for five players. Agree with that, but maybe like looking forward, that's something they could they could look at for kind of future. Other than Possibly, kind of yes. going from five five to six players, but it's a tricky situation. Just roll a healer or a tank, and then you're sorted. See, as, as somebody who can be a healer or a tank on any of my characters except for my hunter and my priest, who can actually be a healer but not a tank, um, I don't want to heal or tank. I, I, if I want to heal or tank, I, I would, but I don't want to. So that's why I'm not a healer or a tank. That's why I am D, why I am DPS. And, um, and and conversely, that's why you get the 40-minute queue time. Yes. <laughs> Self-inflicted. Yeah, I, I've been, when healing through Outland on my priest, I was going into groups, like, like I said before, where I was the only non-death knight in the Outland group. And... And more than one of those groups, once we got in there, we were through the front door, and the one whose tank, or cutest tank, says, okay, which of you wants to tank? None of them wanted to tank. They were all DPS spec. It, even by introducing a class, the, the, the hero class, the Death Knight, where at the time, any talent tree you picked, you could be an effective tank, it didn't stop the tank shortage well the thing that obviously has got to happen is blizzard has got to add more and in incentive for for tanks and healers it's just how they go about about doing that because you can't you can't make tanks or healers more powerful than dps in terms of leveling up and grinding and whatnot because then everyone's going to go over to tank and healers but at the same time you don't want tank or healers to kind of feel like they have to give up other things just to be just to get those kind of shorter queue times so I don't know how Blizzard would go about it, but that's why yeah. they get hundreds of millions of dollars a month to work know, these things the, out. The, the one thing I think that would level the playing field consistently is being, is everybody, everybody, regardless of who you know, must single queue for heroic, for the heroic dungeon. I know it means you can't bring your friends in and can't do all sorts of stuff, but I, I've seen groups where it's three DPS and a tank or healer go in and so that they can get the short queue time and pick off the first solo tank that's out there. So should, should th tanks then only queue as a group with other people? So they won't be picked off as the only as a solo healer out there. So so a tank or healer will go in with three DPS pre-selected from their guild or from their realm. Well, yeah, so that way you get your bonuses. Right, get the bonus for picking someone randomly out of the queue. But then solo DPS who are out there who aren't already coupled up with a healer or a tank get the same. It, get the same uh, priority as people, as anybody else out there. So yeah, make it see, equal for all DPS out there. I was going to say, there's not a problem as the, with a hole with a random dungeon finder. There's just a problem for DPS. 
and Blizzard needs to do something to fix that for the DPS. I mean, as a tank and a healer, you can get in instantly. I know I would t roll a, a tank, but the last time I tanked was with the Shadow Walkers Guild, and Medros knows how long ago that was. Oh, wow. In fact, it was in an is... instance with Medros. So. If they did something like maybe giving the, the rewards that you get for killing the last boss in the instance, if they increased those rewards for the healers and the tanks, but at the same time increased their requirements where you couldn't have someone wearing all cloth armor queue as a tank or someone who only has a shadow spec queue as the healer, maybe that would solve some of the issues where that there'd be more people queuing as tank and healer for the extra well, rewards. But, but then but that would make it unbalanced, if, it wouldn't be fair. If they're, if they're improperly queuing, the guild is going to find the the group will find out hopefully before the last boss kick them out and they lose their rewards that they that they would have gained had they appropriately queued and appropriately gotten the right gear and talent spec in sure but then we're right back at square one i i tend to find it out during the first pool uh, particularly if they are really, really, really the wrong spec and gear for the role they've queued as. Uh, and this is even when playing DPS, so I don't have, I, I had that 40 minute queue time, and then I look and see that the, the healer is wearing one green, the rest of them are white gear, and the, the tank is wearing a dress. Yeah. But he's a sexy yeah, tank. <laughs> yeah, but see now this is why when I use the dungeon finder I try to go with people I know because I've had really bad experiences going in by myself being yeah. a tank. And seriously. I mean then oh, sorry Stormy. I mean seriously just going in as a tank on my own and I've had really bad experiences where nobody was really willing to cooperate and just pay attention or listen or even give me a chance to speak to let them know like hey i'm trying to do this these guys please be a team and cooperate with me and nobody would do it and it's like i keep saying what you guys are suggesting as far as the spec and everything that's fine for the level 30s the level 40s and everything where you can have a dual spec but what do you do about the level 15s, the level 16s, the level 20s that are stuck into one spec until they get to 30? You need something there that's going to motivate someone from square one to roll a healer or tank instead of DPS. For me, that motivation was seeing a bunch of tanks that just weren't cutting it. Well, that's I, fine I ended for up, you. I ended up tanking on... A hunter, I, I tanked the first boss in Nomergon at level, because our our paladin tank decided that rolling need on a staff was a good idea, and then dropped group. Well, sure, it's what that, that's fine for you, but that may not be someone else's motivation. You need an actual physical in-game motivation for this. Oh, and I I agree. There there needs to be some motivation because here's this shortage. There wouldn't be a we know there's a shortage because of the short queue times for healers and tank rolls. 
and everything Blizzard has done so far has not that I've seen even put a dent in that shortage. There's different responsibilities for healers and tanks. The tank has a lot of weight on their shoulders, literally, because that plate mail is kind of heavy. The the healer (laughs) tends to get blamed if someone's not doing so good, so they have to heal more than one target and they run out of mana. So people don't want that responsibility. They just want to be able to go in and say, oh, look, I have the highest number on the DPS meter. That means I'm better than the rest of you. Yeah, I mean, and now if you they go can't into the... do that anymore because that means they're not doing the CC properly. Yeah, I mean, if you go into the healing forums at the moment, there's loads of kind of QQ around healers being a lot more challenging and, and cataclysm. And I've got a resto shaman and a, and a priest at level 85. And uh, with the spell costs and the amount of damage that's going out, healing's a lot more stressful at the moment than it ever kind of was. Or at least for the start of an expansion, it's pretty challenging. So you're kind of putting a lot more, as you said, weight on the shoulders of tanks and healers. Yeah, at the same time, you're you're seeing that kind of decrease in tank and healers, but you're not making their job any easier. So I don't know, maybe a, a buff in terms of just for tanks and healers, and not in terms of extra rewards or anything, just making them slightly easier to play. I don't know. What do you think about maybe additional benefits, like the tank gets, say, ten percent more gold, or? Um... But is that is that fair? It's it, you know how 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 different would it be in fairness than making, you know, if the, if the DPS and the healer have a choice of waiting twenty to thirty to forty to an hour in queue, um, or giving the tank an extra ten percent that doesn't come out of their their part, like it's just a ten percent bonus to a tank, who like a person who's in a tanking spec, um. I, I, for one, wouldn't be upset about that at all because I, I would get into dungeons quicker. <laughs> I'm not first. I'm not yeah, first. I mean, I mean, a, a, a tank and a healer has a slightly bigger role in, the, in a dungeon than DPS does. Although, I mean, they're, they're... that's starting to be a little less now with, with the rebirth of crowd control. But as we discussed earlier on this show, People aren't making that adjustment to, oh, we have other responsibilities. They're still looking at it as, oh, the healer and the tank have more responsibility. I don't want that responsibility. I'm playing this game to have fun. Sometimes responsibility can be fun. There's all different mechanics. I enjoy healing or tanking a lot more than I enjoy DPS because of the different mechanics for it. Okay, so to be my own devil's advocate do you think that if we did make a change if blizzard did make a change like that where the tank got an extra 10 percent and say the healer got an extra two percent or you know whatever depending upon the, the balance of the realms do you think that would cause a lot of poorly prepared or poorly geared or poorly skilled tanks and healers from queuing up I don't think it would create more of that than there already is, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I disagree. Yeah, I agree with that too. I think you would see a maybe a five to ten percent increase of poor of uh, you are not prepared <laughs> level <laughs> of tanks and healers, and, and I wouldn't people who. I'm going in just to get that extra 10% and to do this and to do this. 
not because it's what I want to do. I'm doing it because of the reward, not because that's something that I would want to do regardless of the reward. Okay. And I I'd say See, I think I think that's where you get the more less prepared tanks and healers is oh there's an extra reward for being a healer in a tank i'm going to be a healer in a tank not a very good one but i'm going to be a healer in a tank because i get that extra reward and, and when they start off doing that so, so you'll, ha you'll have a bunch of them that do that at 15 because that's the first time they can queue up you have a bunch of them that do that at 30 because that's when they can finally go with dual spec and you'll have a bunch of them right around 85 doing regulars. But those people will very quickly realize how much they're banging their head against a wall if they're not geared, if they don't know what they're doing, if they don't maybe check elitist jerks to see if they're specced anywhere near what they should be specced as. Sure, some of them will. Some of them will also say, well, I'm getting the extra reward. But, but if, if, be if the mobs don't die, you don't get the reward. So after a while, they'll get tired of queuing up as a healer or a tank and not getting any reward because they get two shot by the sure. boss. And then we're right back to square one. Well, there'll, there'll be a few that come through that trial by fire and actually are pretty good. I should know. I was sure, and we're at that. We're essentially at that point right now, which is why I'm saying we'd be right back at square one. Yeah, I suppose because the. the... The extra reward for tanks and healers at the moment is just the, the insta-queues. That's the reward. Yeah. Yeah, that's their reward right now. Their reward is, I'm a tank, I can get into an, in, into an instance okay, instantly. Okay, but you're a tank who can get into an instance instantly, but you also are a tank that has to sit there and put up with somebody who doesn't know how to play their class, how to run in a dungeon, or a number of other different aspects, who is sitting there and pulling threat from you, causing you to die repeatedly, and causing your repair bills to go up, because as a tank, your gear is one of the highest cost to repairs of any other gear out there. Yes, so in other words, you're saying this is Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> it is right now? It is now. Saturday, yes. Yeah. Saturday. Yes, For another week. So, see, the, the point I'm making, though, is, I mean... Yes, there is the benefit that tanks can get into groups quicker, but how is that a benefit if all you're doing is dying quick? Because all the gear groups you're getting are idiots. Well, what would be different with your reward then? You'd still have the idiot yes, DPS, but there would all those idiot DPS would a little bit be offset by the fact that you're getting a bit more gold, and those that the bit more gold might cover your repair costs a bit better. Okay, well, you're getting the same thing here. You're offset from the idiot DPS as you get into the instance faster. There, there's a threshold to pass. Once you get past that threshold, it starts to even out again. That example I gave with the being the one priest in a group with four death knights, that was ramps. Once I started getting to the instances that were maybe for level 65 or higher, I wasn't getting that range anymore. A lot of people who just rolled a death knight because, lol, it's a death knight. They weren't jumping in saying they were going to tank in a DPS spec anymore. They, they'd stopped playing the death knight, so they were soloing. I don't know what they were doing. They weren't queuing anymore. So once you get past that certain threshold, once you start going to instances that require maybe a slightly higher level 
item level for your gear, you're not going to be encountering as many of those people who are banging their heads against a wall, queuing up for something that they're not prepared for. All right. So let's let's move away from this topic because I'm not sure we're going to get a re- resolution um, other than it, it has potential, but it, it has problems, which any idea has potential and has problems other than let's just make everybody a tank, which really isn't going to work very well for a priest. Um, or a healer. There's some MMORPGs that have tried that where they said, okay, let's get rid of the concept of we need a tank, we need a healer, and we need DPS. It's an interesting concept, but it would, they'd have to make too many changes to the World of Warcraft to have that work. Someone's on a racetrack. <laughs> uh, that was that. That was a motorcycle outside. Someone's on the motorcycle <laughs> racetrack. All right, so let's move on to our next topic <laughs> right. here. Um, and this, I'm not sure who suggested this in the in the show notes here, but uh, a player named Goons from the European realms was kicked from their guild. That's me because they are a Muslim. Yes, let me, let me. Yes, this was posted about three hours ago. He he goes on to say that he won't name the guild, but he says, like many players, I'm a practicing Muslim. Obviously, one of the things you have to do as a Muslim is pray five times a day, facing Mecca. He says that he's been removed from the guild for, quote, wasting time during raids. He found this out via PM on the guild forums rather than actually in-game. When he logged in, he saw that he was he was kicked. This was about three hours ago. What he's asking is whether or not it's appropriate, whether or not this is inappropriate, and if he should be taking further action through a GM. The interesting thing to note is this forum, this particular forum post has been reported. It seems by what he said, he wasn't removed from the guild from anything to do with his religion. It was just because he wasn't up to kind of guild standards in terms of... Well, but the thing you can... The problem is, is the thing you can infer from it is he had to pray. One of the times he had to pray was during the raid. The officers thought he was wasting time by constantly going AFK. Because he says, uh, <clears throat> but my prayer times often fell during raids. I logged on earlier to find I had been removed from the guild without anything explaining it in game and had a PM on our guild forums explaining the following. I had been removed from the guild for, quote, wasting time during the raids. I understand time wasters should be avoided, but the officers of my guild knew why I had to AFK often, yet still removed me. I mean, ideally, the, the best situation would have been for the, kind of, the officers and kind of guild leaders to sit down and, and talk about it and to let them know, you know, for whatever reason, and, and talk it out and not just kick the guy. But I don't think it's, it doesn't look like it was any sort of racial incentive behind it. But they were kind of jerks for kicking them for no reason without saying or explaining it. But if the if the guild knew, if the guild leaders and guild officers knew why he was going AFK, there's a problem there. It sounds like the re- religious discrimination to me on the part of the guild. Well, conversely, let let's just replace religious discrimination with. I have to do something at a certain time every night simply because. Would you? Well, no, that's, guys, that's, I need to go AFK. Uh, it's time for me to give myself my daily shot of insulin. 
Yeah, it, it, it sounds... That's... It's the same thing to me. I... For full disclosure, I have a diabetic stepfather. So it would be the exact same thing to me. You don't so, kick someone but, for, for... For reasons like that. But conversely, him applying to the guild... And I, I would assume he knows r- roughly when the the raid times are. But Haster, like I'm saying, well, but, the guild yeah. leaders know why he's going AFK. When he applied to this guild, from the sound of his post, he said, I am Muslim, I have to pray five times a day, as is required by the Quran. In, in, that, in that case, the guild okay. should not have but a he can... that. Well, Conversely, yes, of would. course. Naturally, from the if, get-go, the guild should not have accepted him. But if, they if did. You know, if you know that you will have to take a 30-minute break during the middle of a something that 24 other people, 9 or 24 other people, are waiting on you, does it make, is it really appropriate for you to say, hey, everybody, I need to take a break right now? And then start wasting other people's time. Does that? But make is it sense? Appro- But is it appropriate well, for the guild to do this when they knew well, from the get-go why he was going F- AFK? Okay. This we're, wasn't. We're oh, hey, I have to go. No. Yeah, we're, well, we're it's it's not. Time, can can we let call Nick? Lou, finish what you're saying, please. My point is, is yes, we're making a lot of assumptions, but if the guild leaders knew, and he says that they knew why he had to go AFK, okay. they shouldn't have kicked him. They knew okay. it from the get-go. Like Medra said, they shouldn't have accepted him then, but they did, knowing full well that he is a Muslim that has to pray five times a day, and his prayer times okay. may happen to fall during now, the raid. Chris Platt, what were you going to say? Okay, um, well, like I said, we are making a lot of assumptions here. On its surface, it looks like this is a very crap move by the guild. Um, you don't remove somebody for their religious preference, um, or, or anything else for that matter in regards to that religion, disability, you name it. But we are assuming that the guild knew this in advance. We are assuming that... This is well. There's nothing to assume there. He says well, that they do. We're, we're making an assumption here on that, except for the fact that he says that they. I mean, this is the person himself well, saying that they knew. If you read it again, it says he says that the guild officers knew, right? And well, the guild officers would be but, the ones well, that would be in charge of kicking him from the from the guild. So exactly. But but had had. It does not say in this post that he had introduced himself to every officer who had kick ability. So we but don't the assumption know, uh, that the uh, right well, the assumption would be, well, but the officers of my guild that would be everyone. Okay, we, we are also assuming that the raid times had not changed. Um, if he joined the guild when the raid times worked out pretty well, and the officers decided. You know what? We're just going to change these times to this time because I I switched from third shift to second shift at work or or you know something like that. That's something else to think about. We we don't know if and again I'm just throwing these things out here. I'm not saying this is the case. Obviously, I, I, from just reading this, I think that Gil was wrong for kicking him. But I do want to be devil's advocate we, for this. Um, we also don't know that it 
was a draft guild, meaning if you apply, you are slotted for this regardless, as opposed to a sign-up type of guild. If it's a sign-up for raids type of guild, where after they have a list of people who want to go, they'll then draft, then it is partially on Goons' responsibility to say, is this really something that I should be doing, knowing that I will need to take a break in the middle that will be inconvenient for everybody else? And at the same the time, with... we, we also don't know if this, in fact, was the issue. If, if their description of wasting time was him going AFK to pray during the raid, well, then... Well, jerks. that's the only thing you can if, infer if from he was. If, if the reason they're giving is he was wasting time and we find out that, oh, he while he was in front of the computer, he was also doing this, um, okay, that's very nice that you have those little flying dirigibles that you can get from the from the Cadillac. That, that's nice. Please stop launching those when we're trying to get ready to pull. Uh, we don't know about that. As a teacher, oh. I am constantly hearing students that complain about, well, this teacher gave me a detention or this teacher wrote me up because all I was doing was talking at this point. Okay. But Splat, the problem is as a Muslim, he wouldn't if he's praying, he wouldn't be anywhere near the computer. He would be face down facing Mecca. Oh yeah, and he'd be, his time he'd be prayer. okay for that. And he's That's a, that's what he's saying here. That's well, he's saying I was okay, on well, my mat have, facing have... Mecca praying. Okay, we don't know if that's the only thing that was going on. Going AFK to What play, else could he do? That, I would say that's acceptable. And if he was in my guild and I was in a raiding guild, I would be okay with him doing that. And I wouldn't kick him for that. If Well, I, based on the quote, that's yeah, exactly what and, happened. And to them, at, wasting time is praying. just his side of the story. I would like to see the guild side of the story. Were there other things going on? Was their definition of wasting time not him going AFK to pray to Mecca, but doing something else? It, I mean, I think... It, it, totally different you, story from that. Yeah, I think what it comes down to really is just not enough communication between himself and the guild. If the guild knew they were running into problems with attendance or him going AFK, they kind of should have talked it out and kind of tried to come to some sort of conclusion. And I think what's just happened here is... Some douchebag in the guild, or for whatever reason, has thought, I can't be bothered with this guy anymore, and kicked him. And this guy's obviously been rightly offended. So, and whether it's racial or not, I don't think comes into it. Just more talking, talk to each other, hug. And there's a few people in the comments for this post that made a point with, well, there's other guilds. This guild was not right for you. I, I I see. Well, right, and he's not saying he's not saying that's not the case. He's saying, "Hey, look, I was in this guild. The officers knew of my religion, knew of my religious obligations from day one. They knew why I'd go AFK. They knew why I'd quote unquote waste time. They didn't have a problem with it up until this one time. And on its face, if." If that's this the, side of the that's story the kicker is for the me. Only side of the story, then on its face, that guild is wrong, and this guy's right. I want to hear the other side of the story before I make a decision, because there's, there's always two sides. And if it's the case that that guild just had a jerk that decided to kick him, then then yeah, he he. There are plenty of better guilds out there for him, but I can't make that decision based on just one side of the story. 
is what I'm saying. There's too many assumptions, there's too many gaps in information to say that this is, in this very, very short post, this is the whole story. All right. Uh, well, let's move on from that subject because I think that's something we just need more information on to really comment. Um, now, somebody, I don't know who it was, uh, bolded the old Grumpy's Guide to Player Re-Education as Needed. Has anybody had a chance to read that as a post from Matt Rossi over on WoW Insider? I've wanted to, but every time I sit down to read it, something comes up. They decide that, hey, we need you to create some more Dreamweave for us. So I've been okay. wanting to read it, just well, haven't gotten around to it yet. Is how to try and go about making sure that people understand what their roles are because we we all admit that uh, there's a lot of stuff that has gone to the, the the wayside or you know has um changed in the way five mans and raids are done um from early days of cataclysm or you know from the early days of, of vanilla wow to now um the game just isn't the same i, I think we can all agree upon that as a fu fundamental basis of uh, of understanding. Now, based upon this knowledge of how things have so drastically changed, do you guys think that there is possibly a need for re-education of players so they know what their roles are and what they're expected to do in dungeons? Well, I think that goes back to the point about having tanks and healers. You can't have good tanks and healers until they know what they're doing. And you, they don't know what they're doing until they learn it. So yeah, people need to be re-educated into the game. Especially since, the, the to, to quote a stupid Disney movie, it's a whole new world. Oh, well, let it... Uh-huh, thanks a lot for that. Oh... Oh well, better yours than mine. You're the one who's, who keeps I... saying you don't care if anyone knows your address. Well, I'm sure I've got it in my email first. somewhere. Yeah, but I've never given anyone my actual address, now have I? Oh, there's an easy way to find that. I'm, I'm pretty sure you've given out enough identifying information for people to make well, an educated guess. That down a bit and, uh, Plus, I'm not the only legal arty in Greensburg. <laughs> and, and sure. keep in mind th think about all the copyright infringement lawsuits that have been thrown out there they don't necessarily care if they get the one right person they're willing to sue a lot of people and just assume that like one I of those said, lawsuits is actually going to up in court you know technically they can't sue you for a quote anyways Yes, I'm but, quoting, but we're, I'm we're taking, quoting we're taking something a one-line joke I did. and throwing it way out of proportion. So, so let's, yeah. let's get back on topic here. And for me to say, let's get Moving back on, on topic. All right, oh my so gosh. next. Do you, like, yeah, you guys well, think inside. that there is a need for players to be re-educated? Welcome so to my speak. world. Yes, and it's happening right yes. now. Yes. If you look at lower-level instances, the... Groups that say, go, 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 and just try to burn everything down and heal through everything, 
they're not the ones that are getting to the end of the instance. It's the ones that are trying to learn how to do things in this expansion, even in the lower level instances that are really getting into what their class and spec should be doing. Anyone who, I'm just going to throw this out there, anyone who want, who even thinks they might want to heal on a paladin should be leveling holy. Anyone who even thinks they might want to tank on a warrior should be leveling prot because those lower level instances are teaching you the mechanics that you're going to be using. And I'm not just saying that because Please. I did level 1 to 80 on a paladin as holy. Yes, he seriously did. And I leveled my warrior 1 to 80 as prot. I can't remember what I did my paladin. Oh, right, that's right. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit that I leveled as Rhett, and that's because I had the bind on account, armor, and shulk, and weapons, and all that stuff. But well, it took me probably... I, I went and geared up my Rhett set first, then started building a tanking set, and then offering to tank the, the regular dungeons first for tank the low-level lower level dungeons so I could learn the mechanics before I actually was definitely on the hook for being for being able to take all the damage. Yeah, for me it was I asked a certain Canadian guildmate who shall remain nameless what spec to level as for a paladin and I got told Rhett. And then I got bored with it. And that that is the traditional leveling spec for paladins. Uh, because you can do massive amounts of damage so you can kill a lot of mobs very quick and get a lot of XP and finish a lot of quests. Uh, at the same time, it depends on your playstyle. The reason why I leveled Holy was one, I thought having an extra healer in the, in the guild I was in at the time would be useful. And two, when people were trying to tell me that I was going to level slowly as a Holy spec instead of a Ret spec, my response to them was, Ding! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he bypassed my warrior pretty fast. For me, I got bored as Rhett, and I switched to Pro, uh, Pro and Tank for a while, and then I got bored with that. And then the guild fell apart, and I transferred to another guild, and that fell apart, and I am where I am today. On a podcast. Yes. <laughs> Oh, but getting to about teaching people, actually, Chris Black and myself were in a guild that was a bunch of teachers at one time. Oh, that was exciting. And one person, well, one person had actually had a difficulty when going to a dungeon, and the one teacher was complaining about it, saying, this person is not doing this or that, and the one officer was like, well, were you helping them out? Were you teaching them? Like, how are they supposed to do this? How were they working? Were they working as a team? Was everybody working as a team? Were you helping them to teach them, to make them to learn everything that their class is capable of, that you know of? And their response wasn't exactly invigorating to me. Mm. And we were all just kind of like, okay, teachers, we're here to teach, we're here to help, we're here to help them to learn and okay what well, happened here just like just like any 
profession, you're going to find people who are really good in that profession, people who are in the mid-range, and people who are really bad in the profession. I have been in a lot of buildings since one of my previous roles. I was traveling between four different schools. I've seen a lot of every kind. So just because they say they're a teacher, you can't always assume that they're good at their job or that they they keep in that teaching role when they step off of school property. There are some people who are constantly looking at things like, okay, well, this is a learning experience. This is a teaching experience. Let's work with this. And there's some people where it's just a paycheck. Once I walk out of the door, I'm not going to think about it anymore. And you will get those. But if, if anyone's interested in that guild, even though Stormy and I are not active members in it anymore, uh, that teaching guild is called Cognitive, Dis Cognitive Dissonance. It is on Sisters of Loon and its alliance side. And there are a lot of good people in that guild. The leadership is top-notch. And they even do some rating, believe it or not. Oh, yeah, rating's one of those on... learning. Go ahead. I said, the last time I was on, um, they were doing ICC for like the fifth week in a row. So, <laughs> and they were getting pretty close to Lich King, actually, which was kind of nice to hear. Um, but also, apparently, the last time when I was on there, Somebody was talking about, yes, they have a horde side guild, too. Yeah, rating's one of those experience, learning experiences that I, ideally you'd want to know the boss fights beforehand, but just by being in the fight, you learn a lot more about it. All right. Um, I think that's going to be about it for this episode of Group Quest. Um, I want to remind everybody to check out our website, thegroupquest.com, and we will uh, be back next week with another exciting Group Quest podcast. Uh, definitely check out the All Things Azeroth website. There is a contest going on there uh, leading up to our fourth anniversary, so we do want to make sure everybody goes there and checks that out and gets their entries in before the contest ends. Um, but uh, that's, again, that's going to be about, about it for this episode here. So we will uh, we'll see you next week. And uh, let me play our outro here. As soon as I get uh, all how, the... do, how do we contact people? Uh, well, they would, uh, they, they, that, <laughs> that's all in the end. So let me just get that up here. As soon as I get the right window open. There we go. Um, all right. So now I got that up. Um, let's start with uh, Ulix. Uh, how, how do people get a hold of you, or uh, how do they? How how can they find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com/ulix, or you can stop on by rarcast.com on our discussion forums under the lore section, or just send an email to ulix at rarcast.com. As easy as that. Or come to Scotland. Yay, Scotland. All right, that's it. Everybody, we're all taking a trip to Scotland. Road trip. Woohoo! <laughs> Woo! All right. I'll and... call my manager from the theater I used to work at because she goes there every February. Long way round. All right. Uh, so, Haster, how can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Haster, H A S T E U R, on Tumblr, uh, the Haster at tumblr.com. An unnamed future project, which I I expect will be very interesting. Unfortunately, I I am still working on a couple of side projects in order to get that project on the on its feet. 
All right. And Lou, how can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at, uh, at underscore L-O-U-G or Veridos, V-E-R-A-D-O-S, and Violent Apathy on the Emerald Dream U.S. Alliance side. All right. And Chris Blatt. You can find me on Twitter as Chris Blatt, K-E-R-R-S-P-L-A-T. And Stormy and myself have a podcast that we are doing weekly now. We'll have episode two tomorrow, in fact. And you can find that and my blog on myguildhome.com. All right. And Stormy. Well, you can find me on Twitter at Stormy Nights, which is S-T-O-R-M-I-N-I-G-H-T-S. And I also have a Tumblr page as well. It's also Stormy Nights. Awesome. And um, for myself, again, allthingsazeroth.com, thedawnforge.com, dawnforgelive.com, um, and I'm sure there's others, but we'll start with that. We'll start with those. And we will see you next time on the next Group Quest podcast. Bye. Bye, chat room. See you, everyone. Thank you for listening to GroupQuest. This is your announcer, David Grizzly-Smith. We look forward to your comments at our website, thegroupquest.com. Theme music for the show is Intended Force, from Kevin MacLeod of Incompetech.com. This program is copyright 2009 through 2011 by Don Forge Productions, and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 license. Mm-hmm.